When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWiz.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 30th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Guess what happens tomorrow? It's going to be May. I know. I'm so sorry. I've done this for 15 years where I send that image to my friend group. And it's April 30th. It's like a holiday for me. It was also a holiday for Nathan Eovaldi managers yesterday. Nine innings pitch, zero earned runs. Yes, that is a complete game shutout. Three innings, zero walks, eight Ks, 13 whiffs, 29% CSW. And his fastball sat 97. Great things there. Essentially just means, look, we should be holding on to Nathan Eovaldi. He, I know he's been the bottom of a lot of your teams, as a lot of these prospect pitchers have come up. And you should realize that he is the new hotness. Not those guys, just hold on to Eovaldi. It's just a safer play for you to make. Kevin Gosman was amazing for a golden goal yesterday against the Manners. Wonderful to see that. Clint Kershaw was Tatiaga. That's all good. Easton McGee existed. Yes, he's someone that I would joke as saying, like, I am the best hitter, Easton McGee, because Easton bats. But no, as a pitcher for the Mariners against the Jays, and he went 6.2 innings of zero earned runs. One hit, one walk, two Ks. What? I don't, I don't get it. He slings 90 miles per hour with a mediocre curve that went 1 for 16 CSW. Decent slider, I get. I mean, I don't know. No. Zach Wheeler, ace is going to ace there uh, against the Astros. He didn't really have his good slider. He's only 95, 96. Instead of like the 97 plus, but everything's fine. Vince Velasquez was a stream pick of the day. He did really well against the Nationals. Six innings, zero in runs, five hits, zero walks, and five keys. And he'll get them again. And we're going to start him for that. He does get the Jays after that, but then it's Rocky Road and the Tigers. So I feel like we're in this amazing little pocket of Vince Velasquez's time. And it's awesome. He's also 18% rostered before yesterday's games. You might still be able to jump in. He's going 50% sliders. It's really good. Hunter Green went against the Athletics. Five innings, zero earned runs, and 10 strikeouts. But three walks and five hits. I feel like he's the dustiest donut. I tried to come up with a good phrase, a nickname for him. And what the dustiest donut is. And I couldn't do it. Like the cobweb glazed. It just sounds terrible. I, I <laughs> So I don't have a good answer. I'm going to be thinking about this one. If you have a good nickname for like the most dusty donut pitcher. I want to hear it. And, and please try and make it as G-rated as possible. Grayson Rodriguez against the Tigers. It looks like the line that is the breakout start for him. Five innings, zero earned runs, two hits, one walk, nine strikeouts. It isn't. His fastball went just three over 41 whiffs. It sat 94.5, which is a tick and a half lower than the 96 than we're used to from Grayson Rodriguez. Also, the changeup was good. It was the, really the pitch that soared through this. But I don't think he had the best command of it, and his breaking balls were not great. This is not peak Grayson Rodriguez. I'm still kind of waiting for it. I feel like this was a almost a birthday party of the sense where his stuff I'm I'm super happy had a fantastic result, but it wasn't this wasn't really that great from Grayson Rodriguez. I didn't feel as if he was just overwhelming the Tigers. He does get the the Royals next. So Grayson is clearly a start there, but then he's gonna get some tougher starts. 
including the Jays. And I hope he's actually prepared for it. There's a part of me that wants to sell high because Grayson Rodriguez is still really figuring it out. And he's had a good number of starts now. And for to see him not really click in yet, now it's a matter of time of, or it's literally a situation of, hey, um, I don't really expect you to do it now. We're past the whole jitters thing. You're clearly not your best self. So there has to be some tweak that has to be made that he's searching for. So maybe it just happens next start and everything's fine. But yeah, I feel like there's going to be some adversity here for Grayson Rodriguez in the near future. Jordan Montgomery against the Dodgers. He's a Holly. He's really good. 6.2 innings, one and run, five hits, two walks, seven Ks. If you're curious what a Holly is, it's a better Toby, which essentially means like he's a guy who's on your team as a like SP4. He doesn't have ace-like ceiling, but he's really good, and you're not in any way considering dropping him. Corbin Burns went against uh, the Angels. Ace is going to ace. Six innings, one hard run, five hits, one walk, five Ks. Good to see 39% CSW on the cutter. I hope he's still trending in this way. I can bring him back into that top tier tomorrow. Um, I think I can. I think that's fine. Um, Bailey Ober against the Royals. He's going to get some time because Kenta Maeda is out, and he was acting like Bailey Oberizzi. With four seamers up a ton and all of that. I I don't really love the secondaries. The changeup was the one that got him strikes, strikes, which is good. The slider wasn't very good. And he's fine. I think it's a really tough matchup or kind of a difficult one with the Guardians, Padres, Dodgers next. I don't really feel like I need to add over for it. But it could work out. He's also not really a guy that goes six, seven innings. Like He's going to go a lot of five and change like this one. Uh, so Bailey Ober isn't really a must add in 12 teamers, but 15 teamers, you should be, you should be adding him this, this weekend. Eduardo Rodriguez did well against the Orioles. I think it's just a Vargas rule for the most part. He does get the Mets and Guardians next and that could be fine, but, uh, it's not really an ideal situation, um, for Eduardo Rodriguez. And why I'm saying that is because I don't really think his stuff is overpowering at the moment. It's fine. So he's like a Toby really. Uh, he's not as good as the stretch has been, but I guess you got to hold on to it through it and hope for the best here against the Mets and the Guardians. And we have a lot of other guys to talk about. Brad Keller, uh, Brian Bayo, uh, Johnny Brito, Rich Hill, got Christian Javier, and Reed Demers. What's going on there? We're going to talk about all of these after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Rad Keller, he's not throwing the curveball, he's on the slider now. And I think that means he's Drab Keller now. So we're not a fan of this. Uh, Brian Bayo against the Guardians. Five innings, one and run, five hits, two walks, six Ks. I'm glad he's back in the majors. It does mean that Garrett Willock's on the IL. Not some reason why, which is unfortunate. But Bayo, I'm not really seeing the good Bayo here. 
only a 21% CSW, sub 15% CSW in both fastballs. And it's just not really the guy I want, not to mention the, the schedule's terrible. I think we sit this out, and we hope that he develops further uh, by the time that he does get a good matchup we like. Kyle Muller is frozen banana, that is, we don't want him now, but maybe he could be really good later. That's kind of what Brian Bayo is also at this moment. Johnny Brito did well against the Rangers, five innings, two and runs, four hits, one walk, five Ks. I'm glad for that. Gets the Rays and Jays next, we're not doing it. Only 59 pitches as the Yankees pulled him after five. It, the whole thing just isn't really what we want. There could be a good stream against the Athletics in between the Rays and Jays. If the Yankees let him go, five innings, then that could be fine. But it's just not enough ceiling for me to really chase. Edward Cabrera against the Cubs got a win. Five innings, two earned runs, three hits, five walks. So that's eight base runners in five innings, which equates to a 1.6 whip. But he had 12 strikeouts. Yeah, this is this is weird. And uh, you can't buy into Edward Cabrera because he's really a cherry bomb 20% walk rate right now for the year with a 57% striker out that 57% strike rate is a fifth percentile rate among all starting pitchers not what you want to see from Edward Cabrera so there's still a lot of work to be done here I don't really want to endorse rostering Edward Cabrera at the moment Calvin, Fa- Calvin Faucher opened for Yanni Chirinos who went 4.2 innings of one run ball I don't really want to go for that I think it's not worthwhile, not to mention this was against the White Sox, and you can't really depend on Chirinos doing much better than this moving forward. Christian Javier disappointed with 5.2 innings of 300 runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 6 Ks. The slider was just hung way too much. He really isn't nailing it. Now, I feel like the season for Christian Javier has been kind of shaky. He hasn't really been locked in, maybe like one or two starts. He was really good, but for the most part, it's been like not too confident. At the same time, it's still a 3.48 ERA with a 1.13 whip and a 25% strikeout rate. So it's one of those scenarios where Javier is not pitching at his best. And clearly it's going to change in some way, these ratios, right? I don't think this is who he is. Either he's going to be much better than this or he's going to fall further as he doesn't collect himself. And there's a part of me that feels like it's going to be the latter considering we've only really seen one season of his success. It's it's a low walk rate, which is kind of shocking, like 5% so far for Javier. It should be closer to 10%. So I think this is a sell high for Christian Javier. I don't know. Or you can buy into the fact that he gets better. It's up to you. I don't don't really know where we stand right now, so I'm just going to leave Christian Javier where he is in the ranks. Maybe slightly lower. Just a little bit, just to be like closer to 20 Patrick Corbin, laugh out loud. Lance Lynn was six no-hit innings with nine strikeouts. Then they left him in for the seventh. He allowed a home run, a strikeout, a single, a walk, and a double. And then he got pulled. And that double, of course, came around to score. So uh, that's four earned runs. A guy who has six no-hit innings with zero earned runs doesn't get a quality start. That just never happens. You should feel really good if you have Lance Lynn. This is a much better outing uh, than the foreign runs will tell you. And it's also very encouraging against the Rays. Now he gets the Reds and Royals. And if you stuck around with Lance Lynn, I think now is the ascension of, hey, cool, he went through his early rough patch. Now he's going to be incredible. This is it. I mean, sure, we need to see like two or three for us to really feel confident in that. But it feels like this is what that is. Tommy Henry pitched in cores and gave it foreign runs. Likely Brandon Fought shows up in the next spot in uh, this rotation on Friday. So if you have Brandon Fought, you've been waiting all year for it. 
finally, it's going to arrive, I think, on Friday. It just feels so obvious. And uh, that's exciting. You have Gavin Stone, by the way, coming up on Wednesday. He's another one to add. The changeup is everything for him. I don't really love the fastball. He has been pitching in the PCL, so take that as you will. PCL essentially means that it's like cores for all those games, and he should perform better. I am, I've been slightly down on Stone because it is so heavily changeup focused instead of fastball. And I generally don't like fastball second guys more or than the fastball first guys. Um, but I, I did pick him up in my 12 teamer. So there you go. There are so many. It's Tanner Bybee, Brandon Fought, Mason Miller, Taj Bradley, Logan Allen. Those are the major ones right now. I'm sure there's another one that I'm forgetting. Uh, it's kind of wild how many of these there are. And I honestly think that all of them are worthwhile for your 12-teamers. Um, it just kind of goes to show, like, you don't need to necessarily chase starting pitching if you do this. And like, Nick, what are you talking about? Like, we don't know if any of these are going to work. And if I had Nathan Evaldi, this is so much better. You're absolutely right. I, I kind of see it as an investment for, like, the next two, three weeks. And then it stabilizes, you know. But it's a fun time. It's fun stuff. I'm um, speaking of which, Reed Detmers, not a fun time. 4.1 innings, four and runs, four its three walks, and six Ks. Ugh, so disappointing. He was cruising through the first two. It was perfection with five Ks. And then he essentially left too many sliders up in the zone. Those got hit. Plus, you have his fastball not getting enough strikes. It was about a 59% strike rate and 9% CSW. The thing is, that what's different between this Reed Detmers and last year's Reed Detmers is Demers last year really didn't have the stuff. It was really him laboring through an arsenal that just was underwhelming. This is a much better arsenal. That slider had a 40% CSW and a 30% swing strike rate. 30% swinging strike rate in this one. And he left some up, and that was the mistake, right? If he didn't leave those up, and or the fastball came a little bit more down to get more strikes, he... he cruises through this so I believe more in this development of Redemers throughout the season also I think the curveball could do more to really be that uh, strike getter to prevent those three walks and take a little bit of the reliance away from that slider but I see the package here for Redemers and this is more of like think of it as watching somebody put together a jigsaw puzzle you know it's going to be finished and complete you're just kind of seeing them right now not really understand how the puzzle is made. You know? He has all the pieces of the puzzle. He's just got to put them together. Um, which is a, an allegory that's been done so many times. And I made it so much more complex than it needs to be. <laughs> Sean Manaya went uh, for the Padres. He's going to be starting regularly now that Alex Wood is on the shelf. This was in Mexico City. It's really funny. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Derek Carty had this whole thing how I think it was FanDuel had like eight or nine runs as the uh, over-under, 8.5. And then Cardi put out his projection for the game at like 16.5 over-under runs, and then FanDuel pulled theirs. And this was a 16-11 to 11 game because it's cores but worse. I mean, that's what it is. So Shamanaya, whatever, you can forget about this. But now it's Brewers and Nationals and Phils and Marlins. The next four starts for Shamanaya, and he's still at 94 across 91, sorry, 71 pitches. Now might be the time to buy into Sean Manaya. Finally. Like, we actually feel good about it. Because he has the rotation spot. The Giants can't mess this up, right? And he has good matchups. And he's throwing hard. Forget 
forget all the things about this start. You're going to see people be like, oh, but he has these ratios and whatever. Forget everything. It's a complete reset button with Sean and I. And I'll say the same thing with Joe Musgrove. I'll seven and runs in this one. Mexico City, don't start Jar- Darvish today. Don't start Alex Cobb. Just don't do it. Cool? Cool. Dean Kramer against the Tigers. Five innings, five earned runs, 11 hits, two walks, six Ks. Yeah, he gets a really tough matchup uh, for like four games in a row now. We're sitting on that. Matthew Boyd was on the other side of this doubleheader uh, against the Orioles. 5.2 innings, six earned runs, eight hits, one walk, three Ks. We should be completely out on Boyd until we see the slider get a legit amount of whiffs. I feel like that is the real return for Boyd, and we haven't seen that yet. I don't think he has a game with five whiffs on that slider yet, so... Just wait until then. Zach Plesak decided, you know what? I'm not going to go 30% sliders. I have no idea why. Because when he doesn't, it's the 3.1 innings, 5 and runs, 8 hits, will mock 1 strikeout. But the batters, they, they, they hit sliders or they're not lefties. I'm sorry, they're not righties, so I'm not going to throw sliders. Well, this isn't better. So why not just do it? Just just throw 40-50% sliders. I don't get it. I, I really don't. They're over-planning, I think. Just throw your best pitch more. That's it. Just make it simple. Caleb Killian against the Marlins. 3.1 innings, 700 runs. I'm glad he's back, but yeah, he hasn't been looking good in the minors. I'm kind of surprised they called him up for this, and no thanks. Noah Davis, no way. And Chad Cool, no way. One last note on, on Zach Plesak. If he still struggles a ton, if there's something actually underlining about this, that means that Tanner Bybee and... Logan Allen actually would stick around for longer. So, look, you know me. I want every pitcher to be dope. There is a silver lining if Plesak is not dope. <laughs> I'm looking forward to today's games. As I mentioned, I, I think in retrospect, I want to change the U Darvish from probable start to do not start. And same with Alex Cobb. I really think you should just avoid this whole Mexico City thing. But look, I want Darvish to to prove everyone else wrong. Meanwhile, uh, keep in mind the Mets and Atlanta game has been postponed to tomorrow. So Drew Rasmussen, Sonny Gray, Nick Lodolo, Justin Steele, and Chris Bassett are all auto starts for me. Chris Bassett against the Mariners, I think it's just, you just start Chris Bassett. Unless it's against the absolute top tier offenses, then it's a probable start. Um, in the probable start now, it's Nestor Cortez against the Rangers. Brady Singer, I think he's the cherry bomb who's more on the sweet side against the Twins that don't scare me. Logan Allen gets the Red Sox and Chris Sales on the other side against the Guardians. I think you start both of them. Johan Aviedo against the Nationals is a pretty safe start. Also, a good chance for a win now. And Kyle Bradish is the stream pick of the day against the Tigers with Martin Perez against the Yankees and the judgeless Yankees, which is kind of exciting. Um, there's a temptation to even put Martin Perez above Bradish for that reason. Um, you have... Jose Arquiti, Josiah Gray, Alex Cobb, Spencer Trimble, and Noah Syndergaard all in the questionable start tier. I don't really like any of these. Maybe Josiah Gray, but Pittsburgh's been doing well, so yeah, I kind of want to play it safe there. Alex Cobb, as I mentioned, should not be here. He should be in the do not start tier. And Arquiti against the Phillies just had two rough starts against really good opponents. And how good are the Phillies? I don't quite know. Uh, you should play it safe there. Do not start here. Jose Suarez and Marco Gonzalez against Marco Gonzalez against the Jays. No, thank you. Ryan Nelson and Coors. Billy Falter against the Astros. And Waldachuk, Colin Ray, and Mike Clevenger, and Brian Hoeing, and Austin Gomber, Jake Woodford. No, 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 no. Looking forward to tomorrow. It's a very small slate of games. Only eight games are being played tomorrow. Spencer Strider and Charlie Morton are easy auto starts in that doubleheader. And Luis Garcia is sandwiched in between them against the Giants as he's gone 25% fastball now, which is amazing against the Giants. 
You should get a win. The whole thing is good there. Probable start is Drew Smiley against the Nationals. I'm even tempted to say auto start there because he's been on such a good roll and it's the Nationals. They're bad. Blake Snell is a probable start against the Reds in San Diego, which is really nice. And I really hope this is the start that he finds his breakers for strikes. Questionable start here. I'm tempted to go Mackenzie Gore against the Cubs. The only problem here is the Cubs have actually been a good offense and Mackenzie Gore is still a little rough around the edge. He's still getting a decent amount of walks, so maybe that doesn't pan out. Domingo Herman against the Guardians is the stream pick of the day, 18% rostered. Um, he could still have the strikeouts that we've seen the last three starts. Jose Barrios against the Red Sox. I know he's been better as of late. I don't really trust it still, so he's in questionable start, which means I don't want to start him. Tony Gonsolin went 3.1 innings, and he didn't look good as he did it. It's the Phillies now. Maybe he goes five innings, but I don't really want to do the same with Tyler McGill against Atlanta. And Cal Quantrill against the Yankees could work out well with Aaron Judge being kind of meh, or sorry, being out of the lineup, I should say. And that could work out well, but then again, it's Cal Quantrill, and I don't really want to trust it at all. In the bottom tier, it's Tywin Walker against the Dodgers, Luke Weaver against the Padres, Ross Stripling against the Astros, Corey Kluber against Toronto, and Jose Butto against the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, none of these do I want to touch whatsoever. And Tywin Walker, how many innings are you going to survive at the game pole with a forearm thing last time? They were letting him go against the Dodgers. I, I just don't want to do that. All right, that is it for today. Good luck on Sunday. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow updating the list uh, per usual and everything else. So go check that out on Twitch at 10 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m. in the morning and then 1 p.m. until about 5 in the afternoon as I do the list live. But that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your babbits be low and your strike outside.